This is the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast, presented by Fantazzle, for all your fantasy sports needs. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast. My name is Justin Berniski, and I'm joined via Skype by Matt Pichicuto. Yes, sir. We're uh, at the final stages here. The last, the big one for us. We got, uh, we both have a lot at stake for sure. So this should be fun. Yeah, and we're going to be doing a Super Bowl edition here, talking uh, the big game. I'm obviously a Giants fan, and Matt comes in as our expert Patriots fan. So we're going to be kind of giving you three three things to look out for that need to happen for you, each of our teams to win, and then three guys or three kind of positions or players that we think we need to have an eye on during this game in order for our teams to win. So, Matt, why don't you kick us off with what are, what is one of the keys of the game for the Patriots? So I think one of the keys, you know, trying to get away from all the obvious things, one of the keys for the Patriots that absolutely needs to happen is they need to protect Brady. The last time that these teams met in Week 9, uh, they did a decent job, but not good enough. I mean, Brady was still kind of, I don't want to say flustered back there. I know that um, – Pierre Paul had said earlier this week that he thought Brady was a little bit flustered. I'm not sure you can fluster a Hall of Fame quarterback with, uh, you know, three titles under his belt. But he was definitely not comfortable. He was moving around a little bit in the pocket, making some bad decisions. And I think we all know what happened last time they played the Super Bowl together. And I know that was four years ago, but still, the defensive line is pretty much intact for the Giants. So I, I believe it holds true. So one of my keys and, you know, some one of my underrated, if you will, guys that need to step up would be the offensive line as a whole. Um, Sebastian Vollmer is supposed to come back. He's been practicing this week. I guess they're going to play him a little bit. What level he's going to be at is hard to say. Um, they like what Solder, Nate Solder, has been doing. Uh, Matt Light is still a rock. Uh, it's going to be huge up the middle. Whatever Dan Connolly can give them at center, he's been solid this year. You haven't heard his name too much, but if if they get uh, you know if, if they get pushed through the middle, if the Giants can get that push through the middle of the line and get into Brady quickly, it's going to throw the rhythm off. And this offense is predicated almost entirely on rhythm. So I think the offensive line has to step up huge here. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the Giants, obviously, they're what they've been calling their NASCAR package is that you know get getting then all those defensive ends in there at the same time to really rush Brady. And so the more that the offensive line can kind of hold it that hold it down for the Patriots and play consistently and sort of keep the make sure that the Patriots don't get in those you know third and long situations where the NASCAR package is going to be particularly dangerous, that's going to be all that much more important for the Patriots and it's going to lead to more success. I mean if the Giants are able to disrupt the Patriots and kind of get uh, force them into long, you know, third and long situations, it's going to be much harder for them to convert. So I think, yeah, definitely the offensive line is a huge key for the Pats. Uh, on the Giants on offense, I think a key here that maybe not a lot of people are talking about, but is someone in, in a position that Eli seems to lean on heavily is the tight end. And the Giants don't have a tight end that they, they go to consistently, but they more... And, I mean, this year, it's sort of been Jake Ballard is, who's emerged. But, I mean, last week, we saw Bear Pasco come in and catch the touchdown pass, uh, first career touchdown pass. Uh, he was also, you know, making moves to Travis Beckham, who's a little bit smaller, a little bit quicker. But the Giants are just working to these different tight ends. Uh, and Eli seems to really like to spread the ball out, try and get it to as many different guys. And so I think we need, the Giants need one of these tight ends to really step up and uh, be able to be that security blanket uh, we saw Ahmad Bradshaw do that for the Giants this past week. I think the Patriots are going to try and find a way to kind of keep him uh, do everything they can to make sure he doesn't really get off. And so I think uh, the instead 
that Eli's going to need to go to these tight ends. And Ballard has definitely dropped some balls this year, and that's, that'll be an issue in this game. If he can't hold on to the ball, you know, or if Beckham can't make plays, or, uh, you know, if we don't, if Pasco just can't get open, I mean, they need to be able to get to those tight ends. Otherwise, Eli's going to be, you know, he, he needs that security blanket. The the wide receivers are always good at getting open, but they tend to need a little bit longer routes, whereas it the tight ends are there, the short routes, you know, if you just need to dump it off, pick up three to five yards, uh, just sort of as a security blanket. So they need to kind of step up. And I think that's sort of an area that we're not hearing a whole lot about because they just, the Giants don't have a flashy tight end. They don't have uh, Kevin Boss. They don't have a Jeremy Shockey like they've had in the past. They've got that one guy who could kind of step up. So I'll be interested to see kind of how they're able to perform. And I'm hoping that they can kind of come through here. Yeah, I'm with you. That's all dead on. It's. I mean, we all kind of know what the keys are going to be at this point. It's a matter of which ones will be the ones that will be the main, main factors. But you're right. The tight ends are going to be huge because I think that the Patriots are going to try to focus on one aspect of this offense, shut it down, and then see if they can just get by because, I mean, we know where their weaknesses are at this point. There's nothing new. There's plenty of game tape out there. Um, the secondary is their weakness. So it's going to come down to how well the linebackers can not only take away the running game, but take away some of these tight ends if they do end up finding one that's productive. Um, kind of coupled onto that in terms of security blankets, I think another player that the Patriots need to step up in a big way, I want to say Dion Branch needs to have a huge game. Uh, he's a big game receiver. He's done it in the past. He's won Super Bowls with this team. He's not as explosive as he once was. He's not stretching the field anymore. But he's, he, he, he's accountable. Brady knows where he's going to be. Brady can always trust that he's going to run the proper route. So I think it's going to come down to, I mean, there's so much up in the air with Gronkowski. It's all anybody's talking about, obviously. He's going to play. How effective he's going to be is anybody's guess. But, I mean, the Giants are going to do something very similar to the Pats, and that's going to be take away some aspect of this offense because both of these offenses are, are pretty dynamic and just see what they can do. So I think Branch is going to have to make some plays. Uh, we might have to. We might actually be seeing the return of Chad Ochocinco at some point. Who knows if they've got anything in store for him? Uh, we all know he should be plenty fresh. He hasn't really played too many snaps, so if he can't get down the field once or twice, then he might be all done, all said and done. So I think Deion Branch needs to have a big game. Um, he's one of the keys because they're, you know, if Gronkowski ends up being a glorified, you know, extra lineman and Hernandez is out there running free and Welker's running free, one of those guys is going to get covered up. So. One of the receivers on the edge is going to have to make a make a play here and there, as we both know, because I don't think this is going to be a defensive affair. Neither one of these defenses are, are incredibly prolific. Um, and maybe prolific's not the word I want, but neither one of them is too impressive. They've both been towards the bottom of the league this year in terms of yards allowed and all that. Um, I know one thing the Patriots do well is they give up a large chunks of they give up large chunks of yards, but they don't give up big plays. Um, I think they were fifth in in the league this year, giving up plays of forty plus yards passing plays. So we'll see what they end up doing, but I think Deion Branch and or Chad Ochocinco need to contribute in some meaningful way or else they're going to have a tough time getting anything going. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely going to be interesting for the Giants because they've liked to, a lot of the season, they like to just rush four guys, and so they, they tend to drop a lot. And so, you know, if they only have to cover three guys, they only have to worry about the two tight ends and Welker, they won't, you know, if they've got dropping uh, you know, seven guys back, it won't be that hard to kind of contain them, make sure they don't get, you know, do any huge damage at any one play. But if, you know, if Branch or if Ocho Cinco steps up and suddenly, uh, you know, especially Ocho Cinco, if he suddenly realizes, oh, hey, I'm an elite talent, I should make elite plays, uh, that would be a huge issue. And it's just, 
I, I can't imagine the Giants are spending an excessive amount of time game planning for it because he just hasn't done anything this season. Um, but yep. in those seven guys who are going to be dropping back on a regular basis, I think Michael Boley is sort of the key there. Uh, he's by and far our fastest linebacker for the Giants, but he's also the smallest at only 230 pounds. Uh, he's right, you know, just above the size of you know our safeties, and so he's the guy that you know definitely a bet because of his speed, he's our best cover linebacker. But he's going to have to get in there, and against you know these big tight ends, he's going to have to jam him at the line. Uh, hopefully, you know, Gron- with Gronkowski, and you know, as a Giants fan, we're hoping that high ankle sprain is really more of an issue than he's letting on, and you know, jamming him at the line, forcing him to kind of push off to push to get away is just one more way to force him to use uh, that ankle where he may not, you know, he may not be comfortable with. And so, but can Bowley do that? Can Bowley kind of, you know, give him that kind of pressure or will the Giants instead kind of go to a bigger uh, Matthias Kiwanuka, a guy who is, you know, a defensive end initially, he's 6'5", 267, but he's really not that great in coverage. And so, you know, do you want to bring it makes more sense for the Giants to bring Kiwanuka in as a pass rusher and let, you know, Michael Boley, who's a, you know, is a more natural coverage guy cover. Can he do that against these bigger tight ends? That's, uh, that's going to be the question. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I think the injury, uh, to Gronkowski though, uh, gives me some hope that he's going to be able to, you know, stay with Gronk and also, uh, limit the damage he can do in this game. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's the big, that's the $100 million question right there is how effective, I mean, the amount of publicity that's being thrown at Gronkowski this week that's deflecting from every other player in this game is pretty remarkable. But, I mean, I, I understand it. We all know how it is, especially in a, we live in an ESPN-driven sports world here, so that's just the way it's going to be. Um, it's anyone's guess as to how effective he's going to be, but if he's lost a step and if he isn't able to cut and push off as well as he can, then a, a linebacker like Bowley might be able to stay with him. Just even if he can jam him at the line and, and slow his route down, that's just screws up the whole timing. So I think that's, you know, that's just about a 50, 50 right now. That's pretty more, that's likely to happen. Um, another thing that I think needs to go right for the Patriots to win this game is uh, they need to get somebody in their secondary has to step up ever since Patrick Chung came back. He's kind of stabilized the back end a little bit. Um, he's good in the box against the run, and he also is quick enough to defend some of these receivers over the middle. Uh, the much maligned Devin McCourty needs to absolutely step up in this game and make a few plays. He's still a solid tackler. He gets to the ball. He's instinctive. He, he knows what he's doing out there, but he's just he's a different player for some reason. I'm not sure if it's because uh, the, the offenses are kind of directed towards him because there's not a whole lot else going on out there. I don't really know what the logic is, but he's going to need to step up as well as that whole secondary. I mean, it just takes one or two plays. These teams have been doing it throughout the postseason with team defense. Um, I mean, one player has, has taken over a game in these past couple of games and, and gotten them through. Will Fork took over in that Ravens game and pretty much single-handedly carried that defense. He forced a couple of four and outs on, or a couple of four and outs on fourth down that really needed to happen. So I think McCourty and the secondary as a whole obviously needs to step up, but I'm going to call McCourty out specifically I think he needs to shut one of those receivers down. It, it won't be Victor Cruz because Victor Cruz is probably going to be playing in the slot or just they're going to put him in motion. Um, if McCourty can somehow minimize the damage that Hakeem Nix is, is going to most, more than likely bring, uh, I think they have a real shot because then you're talking about shutting down a lot less. 
a lot less on that end. And that's not even getting into Manningham, who I know you, you think has to have a big game as well, who kind of can get forgotten here and there. So if McCourty can shut down one of those three in some capacity, I think that's going to give them a real shot to uh, to win this game. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely uh, the ability, the, fi- the fact that Giants have three wide receivers when at the start of the year there was really question as to, uh, after Knicks, who was going to step up. I mean, there was talk about Mario Manningham, uh, but it's really been Victor Cruz who stepped up. And it'll be it'll be definitely be interesting to kind of see how this plays out, uh, how, you know, how they use Cruz, uh, how, you know, Manningham is, you know, he's, to some extent, he's been the kind of forgotten guy this year, but he does have a touchdown every single one of the postseason games. So, you know, I think I'm, as a whole, not too worried. I think the wide receivers are going to, you know, put up their points. Uh, I think they'll have a good day. Uh, you know, this obviously the secondary is a concern. They've gone through 16 guys uh, this year, you know, at, at different points in the playing it for the Patriots playing in this and their secondary. And that's just a lot of guys to have to cycle through uh, trying to fit in. I mean, you know, it sounds like, you know, you're trying – Belichick's almost like trying to set up a, his batting roster or something, the way he has to cycle through guys and try them in different <laughs> positions. And, uh, you know, when you've got a, a college quarterback turned backup wide receiver kick returner playing as your nickel back, that's always, a you know, never a good sign. And so It's scary, uh, very scary. Yeah, uh, but I definitely think he's going to get help. I don't think there's any way that Belichick leaves him on an island with Victor Cruz. Otherwise, yeah. they're just going to you know eat him up. So, uh, but looking at the Giants, I think you know you mentioned definitely the key to the Patriots' defense, and the guy I'm you know definitely most terrified of is Will Fork. Uh, he's just been he's just a behemoth of a man, but then it's just an incredible athlete to go with yeah, that. I mean, considering his size, I mean, we saw the interception earlier in the year. He tipped the ball up to himself, you know, ran yeah. it, you know, 40 yards downfield, which considering he's, you know, what, 300, pushing 400 pounds, that's very yeah. impressive. Uh, and he was it's just very wild. incredibly disruptive against Baltimore. So I'm looking for those, the, you know, the interior of the Giants offensive line, um, Kevin Booth, David Bass, and Chris Snee, uh, and particularly Bass, who, you know, the Giants signed in the offseason as a free agent, hasn't quite played as well as, uh, you know, we would have liked. But, you know, he hasn't been he hasn't been terrible. Uh, but I'd like to see him step up and really, you know, they gave him the contract because they thought he could come in and make a difference. Uh, I'd like to see him, you know, be able to help out and make sure that Wilford doesn't go off. Because if the Giants can, you know, sort of neutralize Wilford, I just don't believe the Pats can bring a pass rush from anywhere else that's going to really scare Eli. And, I mean, we saw Eli get knocked down, uh, you know, over 20 times last week. So, that I means obviously not a guy who's going to get rattled in this game. Uh, but if he's able to kind of stay on his feet and look around for a while, it's just going to be uh, against that secondary. The secondary can only cover for so long uh, yep. before they're going to give up the play. So, uh, how do you feel about the Patriots' pass rush? I mean, do you feel like they're going to find another way to bring pressure? Well, I mean, you're right. They can't sit back and play a zone because Eli's going to pick them apart. He's got three receivers that are all capable of making a play at any time. Um, they definitely have felt the loss of Andre Carter quite a bit, as everybody knows. Um, Mark Anderson has filled in admirably on that side of the ball, but he's not a three-down lineman. He's a guy that you come in and you bring in, a, in in situations where you need to rush the passer. I think they'll probably run some stunts. They'll try to do something to confuse Eli. These teams are both incredibly familiar with each other. Coughlin and, and Belichick go way back. They both kind of are in each other's heads. So I think it's just going to really come down, and that's the exciting aspect of this. It's going to come down purely to 
who makes plays. And I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it's going to really come down to football plays. And I know that that's easy to just kind of throw that out there, but the game planning and all that is going to be so tight and so close to the vest. And I think that's what it'll come down to in terms of them getting a decent pass rush. Um, they're going to have to do something up front. They're going to have to disguise coverages, maybe bring a, I mean, I know they like to bring Chung into the box every now and again, they have that luxury. Um, they can drop Mayo or spikes back into coverage and, and, pretty much neutralize a tight end and bring Chung up on us on the edge and, and get somebody in there. Um, Anderson and Ninkovich have both shown that they can get to the quarterback a little bit, but you're right. It's going to come down to how much Wilfork disrupts in the middle, because if he's able to disrupt the middle to a certain extent, and then the giants have to react to that, they're going to bring more blockers over to him. And that's going to free somebody up on an edge to get in on him to get in on um, Eli Manning. So it's going to be interesting. There are a lot of factors at play here, but to get a pass rush, they're going to have to get creative, uh, real Pittsburgh Steelery type creative in terms of how they use Palomalu maybe, I think is how you're going to see them use Chung in this game. If Chung isn't mentioned more than once or twice in this in this game, I think that you're probably going to see the Patriots coming away with a loss. I just think he needs to be active. He's flying around all over the place. I think he needs to get into the backfield and make a few plays. Yeah. Uh Looking at the Giants, I think my biggest concern, actually the biggest weakness on this team right now, is special teams. They just have never had a great special teams. Their coverage team is not great. They don't have a great return man. Uh, it, yep. You know, Aaron Ross was in there at the end of the game, and I don't, you know, I don't know why he was in there, but it was like he would yeah. catch the ball from San Francisco, run five yards, and then fall down because he did yep. not want to fumble it. And Nope. You know, I can't blame them, but at the same time, it just takes away a huge part of the game for the Giants that they if they can't take advantage of, you know, trying to get something big going on the return game. Um, yeah, granted, field position. You can give field position away when you do that. Definitely. Um, at least the, you know, Weatherford has been an improvement at punter this year. Uh, I mean, last year we lost that game because of the, to the Eagles, because of the punter, and that costs us the playoffs, playoff berth. So I'm glad, you know, Weatherford has been playing a little bit better. Uh, yep. I wouldn't mind to see him take that wedding ring off. Um, <laughs> just so I know that if it comes to it, he'll make the tackle and won't have to worry about his, you know, finger getting stuck in someone's helmet and getting ripped yeah. off. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, you don't want that. That's not, that's not what you want out of a, a pro football player, punter aside. Yeah. Uh, it just, Jewelry in general should not be worn on the football field, but uh, no. I mean, how do you like the Giants? I just don't feel like uh, have a guy that scares you in the return game. Is there anyone? I mean, do you feel like that's going to be an advantage for the Patriots, or are, I mean, are the Patriots also sort of a, uh, or how do you feel like they stack up? And I mean, is there anyone you think uh, might have a chance of really turning this game over in special teams for the Patriots? That's a good question. I actually haven't thought of that angle too much, but it's it's good that you brought that up because other aspects, if you want to break this down like every other media outlet in the country is going to do and go offense, defense, when this team has the ball, when this team has the ball, we can go all day there. But in terms of special teams, I think the Patriots do have a distinct advantage. Um, Goskowski is one of the best kickers in the league. He's deadly accurate. Uh, Mesco has been a great punter. But in terms of return game, uh, Woodhead has been outstanding. He fumbled in that Baltimore game, then took the very next kick out and brought it to the 45-yard line, and they got points out of that drive, which ultimately ended up winning them the game. Um, anytime they need a punt to be handled, sure-handed, a punt that absolutely cannot be fumbled, and you're not really worried about position, you put Welker in there, he's, he never fumbles. Um, but you've got Woodhead in, out there returning kicks. Um, I know he's been a real weapon for them. They've been using him a lot. Uh, you've always got, I mean, if you really want to dig deep, Kevin Falk is out there too. 
Um, but Edelman, too. I mean, with Edelman and, and Woodhead back there returning kicks, they're both just good athletes. They're shifty. They're tough to take down. They keep their pad level real low, so they're not easy to bring down. I think in terms of the confidence that the players have in, in, in them, or the coaches have in them, sorry, and the confidence they have in themselves gives the Patriots a, a distinct advantage in terms of the special teams game. Yeah, no, I, th- I mean, that's going to be a huge issue because no matter what the defense does, if the defense has to start guarding Brady from the 50-yard line, it's, you know, they're going to get at least three points. I mean, there's, it's just going to be, you you need to give the defense a little bit of yardage in order to, uh, you know, a little bit of field to cover. Otherwise, it's just not going to work out. So I, I think special teams is definitely an area the Giants have to watch out for. Can they punt the ball? You know, uh, you know, Weatherford did a pretty good job against San Francisco of angling the punts out of bounds. Uh, you know, can he do that again this game? You know, minimize the damage. Uh, get you know when he's got a punt, make sure the Giants don't give up a you know don't lose a field position battle. Uh, yeah, because I think you know definitely if he's punting downfield to Woodhead, Woodhead can definitely you know pick up thirty, forty, fifty yards uh, pretty quick. Um, and so I think that's an area the Giants have to be worried about, and hopefully they're focused on. But they just have never seemed to really pull it together. Although they did win, you know, for all intents and purposes, they beat San Francisco last week. But I think, you know, those two fumbles, they just kind of got lucky. Uh, You know, I can't, you can't really, the tackle was good, but it was like his arm got in the right place at the right time in overtime to knock that ball out and give him, put him in position for the field goal. Uh, So I, you know, it'll be interesting to kind of see. I mean, nobody, nobody fumbling at this point in the year, this is the best of the best. And when somebody fumbles, that fumble has been forced. I feel like uh, every time we bring up San Fran, our, our main man, Zach, probably dies a little bit inside. But, I mean, that game was there for the taking. And just those mistakes at the end of the game will kill you. But you, the other team that capitalizes on them is there for a reason. They have guys in position to make those plays. So special teams is going to sway this game one way or the other. We just, it's hard to say which at this point. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, I think, is turnovers. And not just on special teams. Looking at the Giants, I think Eli, and I, I mentioned this in the article this week, but Eli's lived sort of a, uh, especially against San Francisco, there were at least two passes where two wide or two defensive backs ran into each other, knocked each other out of the play, where either one of them, if they'd just been there, they would have had the interception. And so if he can you know, minimize on those kind of mistakes, and you know, I have to give partial credit on those plays to San Francisco, defensive line getting pressure on Eli making him get rid of the ball and I you know my hope is that the Patriots aren't able to bring as much pressure uh, with just their front four so that Eli doesn't have to force the ball to get rid of it uh, the good thing is I've, he's this year he's been done a good job of just taking the sack at times when he knew you know they were in field goal range uh, no need to like turn the ball over just take the points take the sack you know lose five yards but let times come out and kick a 35 yarder instead of trying to force it from the 30 uh, yep. in a situation where you probably aren't going to get first down um, and then Bradshaw the same thing he's running the ball he's incredibly aggressive but too often you'll be fighting for those extra yards and the ball pops out and they got lucky against San Francisco that the play was whistled dead when it popped out. So uh, yep. turnovers, I think are another area where I, I'm worried about the giants more so. And especially because the Patriots, I mean, they got two turnovers uh, from Brady earlier in the season, but uh, I mean, those were just kind of these tip passes. And so it's sometimes it's just, you know, who is a little bit luckier in these games and, uh, you know, at the end of the game, it'll be interesting to see who, you know, which, who, who's Lady Luck favoring here today. Yeah, you're right. Especially when the teams are this evenly matched, you know, like we always talk about the lines in Vegas. 
This line came out at 3.5, and it's slowly creeping down. This game, for all intents and purposes, is going to be a coin flip. Both these offenses can score with the best of them, top offenses in the league. Uh, defenses are are not the greatest, but are opportunistic maybe. So it's going to come down to, I think it's going to be a, a shootout of some sort. It's going to come down to who turns the ball over more and who makes the plays when they need to be made. Cliche, awful football cliches, but I think that's really what it's going to come down to. I don't see... I don't see this being a defensive affair at all, and I don't see either team. I, I see it being one of those games where teams are going for it on fourth down when they're any closer than the 35-yard line because I don't think field goals are going to win this game. I think it's going to take three to four scores to win this game. I think you're going to have to score in the 30s to win this game. Um, who that's going to be, I have no idea. Everybody's asking for predictions and all that, and I think it's really going to be the team who has the ball last, just like it generally is in games like this where the teams are so evenly matched. But I do feel confident that it's going to take about 30 points, 30, 31 points to win this game. So I don't know where you sit on that, but that's as, that's as much as I'm willing to go in terms of commitment. Um, uh, my, my prediction for this game is actually Giants 31, uh, Patriots 21. I think they're able to get an extra stop in there uh, with that defense getting pressure. I think uh, they're playing – the defense is uh, – during the season they were banged up. Uh, OC wasn't healthy. Tuck wasn't healthy. Uh, Boldy missed several games, and so I think they're coming together at the exact right time, and I think you could probably say the same about the Patriots. They're definitely playing their best defense they've played all year right now, um, but I just, I'm, I believe in the Giants' defense, and I may be, maybe I'm a little overconfident, but that's kind of where I'm seeing this going. I'm seeing it 31-21 Giants. Yeah, I'll take, I mean, obviously we're going to take our teams here, because this is, we got no other teams left to root for, so... I think it's a pretty safe score. I, I think I told somebody earlier in the week that I saw 31-24 Pats. Um, I think that's a that's a decent score. But I'm actually thinking it might even be more now. I was thinking something like 34-30. But it, it's I can't even get a grasp on it. I don't even know. It's going to be fun, though. It'll be a whole lot of fun to watch, that's for sure. People, as sick as people are of the New York-Boston connection all throughout sports, um, it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know both of us will be watching more than just the commercials during this game. Yes, yes, absolutely. So. We'll be. Uh, it's going to be stressful. Work on Monday is going to be absolutely no fun, regardless of outcome, because the roller coaster ride is going to destroy our nerves. I'm sure. Yeah, not a, not super excited about that. But <laughs> gift uh, and a curse, I suppose. Yeah. Well, Matt, enjoy Super Sunday. Uh, I know you'll be hitting up Fantasla before the game. They got a bunch of. Uh, season-ending fantasy football Super Bowl games specific. Uh, so make sure you get over to Fantazzle and enter those in. Uh, you got, obviously, until Sunday to get it done. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, everybody, uh, as always, like we mention it every year, all year, go over there. This is the big one. So get in there, check it out, and uh, make some plays beforehand while you get something else to follow just besides the Super Bowl squares and any kind of prop bets you may have. It's just something to add to the – the lure of the game if it needs it or anything like that so yeah it's been fun it's been a good year i guess next time we do this we will be talking some baseball so it's been uh it's been a good first run for us here if uh it's been a lot of fun on my end for sure definitely all right man it's been a pleasure we're now joined by our second guest rob wood hi justin how are you doing tonight doing well rob you are a longtime giants fan how did that all begin well, it's uh, sort of a legacy. You know, the Giants have been around since 1925, and uh, my uh, my grandfather saw them play, and uh, I saw them play with my dad. Uh, that was actually my first game was uh, 
1963 against the St. Louis Cardinals at that time. The Cardinals were were from St. Louis, and they were in the NFL. There was no uh, AF and NF conferences. It was all just the NFL. And um, Y.A. Tittle was the quarterback, and Frank Gifford was the uh, the wing back of the, the slot back, and uh, Del Schaffner was the, the star receiver. And that was that was the start. Wow, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I we had uh, Grandpa Berniski on earlier, and he talked about Tittle as well. And I asked him about uh, if he could compare, you know, Eli to some of the previous quarterbacks, and just talk about where his legacy falls. And he sort of had a hard time because he felt that that uh, just the transition in the game, the way it's changed, it's just not the same. It's hard to compare different eras. I was wondering if you felt the same or if you had a stronger affiliation to one of the quarterbacks that you feel is maybe could be considered the greatest Giants quarterback of all time. Well, one thing I really like about Eli is that in a way, um, you know, he doesn't toot his own horn and yet people don't realize how big Eli is and how physical. I think you see, you know, you saw the last time they were in the Super Bowl. I mean, the the reason that that, that amazing David Tyree play could even take place was because he was able to sort of get out of trouble, and you've you've seen that. I mean, look look at the uh, the NFC Championship game. You know, he he was he was sacked repeatedly, but but to me, that was more a, a veteran quarterback knowing how to take care of the ball and, and not uh, turn it over with an INT and. Here's Eli, you know, he sort of goes about his own business and, and can be physical when he has to, but, um, I mean, Phil Sims is tremendous, and and Wyatt Tittle in his day, and Fran Tarkenton then, coming over from the Vikings, were, were semi-iconic, but, you know, Eli is really establishing. I think everybody agrees that if he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be right up there. Outstanding. Looking at this year, the offense has sort of taken this weird shift. The Giants for so long have been known for running the ball, uh, and now all of a sudden we've got these wide receivers. Do you feel like, I mean, Victor Cruz sent the all-time record for most receiving yards. Uh, Hakeem Nix is just, I mean, he's been very good for us. He's, you know, just performed like the number one pick uh, the last couple of years. Do you feel like we have the best wide receivers we've ever had, or do you feel like this is more... Uh, just the the way the game is changing, the wide receivers are becoming uh, more of a focus, and that's just kind of, uh, and they're just kind of playing in the right era for wide receivers. I think that's that's certainly part of it, um, but but I think one thing too is that you know there, there's been a lot of a lot of press about how Tom Coughlin changed his attitude as far as how he he coached, maybe a little more of a player's coach than he was when he first started out. Yet I think one thing that people are going to start to give Coughlin his due for is how adaptable his his game plan was too. Is that you know it's, it might come as a surprise to people that the Giants threw downfield more than any other NFL team this year, and it's because they've certainly got the goods. I mean, Eli just you know he can he can just unleash it with the best of them when he has to, and. Hakeem Nix has bigger hands than Michael Jordan. He's got ten and a half glove size, and and you know Mario Manningham has just been the right play, player at the right place in the right time, and you know it's been a coming out party all year for Victor Cruz. 
looking at this game, is there anything in particular that you're surprised that you're you know looking you know you think is a good matchup for the Giants that maybe you didn't anticipate at the start of the year that someone you know a certain area where we're seeing uh, exceptional play maybe other than wide receiver. Well, I think one thing that I, 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 I guess there's there's two things is that in spite of all those those sacks that you saw in the, in the Niners game, and the Niners are you know there were some headlines the 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 best defense that never made it to the Super Bowl, the best defense that never won, and the Niners were a hard hitting team, but overall the offensive line really came through. I mean, there were sometimes when there were just a lot of those I thought were covered sacks. So that's one area. And the other is, and especially against the Patriots, is the way they figured out that the tight ends in the Patriots scheme are really one of the great keys to their offense. And I love the way they, they bracketed the, the, the tight ends who were often more really split out a little bit further, or their patterns were almost the patterns of wide receivers. And, and what you saw happening was you saw – uh, on, on both sides, they had sort of double, it, it was almost a hybrid of man and zone. You had one defensive back was outside and deep, and the other was inside and, and under. And that just, there there are a few breakdowns every now and then, because with a quarterback like Brady and and some of their, their receivers that they have, you, you can't, obviously nobody's perfect. But overall, I mean, that that game plan was just superb. So going into this game, are you expecting the Giants to employ a similar uh, game plan? I mean, do you think they just kind of, uh, I mean, they try and stop the tight ends, uh, take their chances against the run, or do you think they'll uh, change things up? I mean, is there anything in particular that that you expect to be different for this game versus the one that we saw uh, mid-season? Well, I think one one great thing about this is that um, it's like I'm, I'm old enough to have uh, grown up with Mad Magazine and and your your listeners may remember a spy versus spy versus spy, and and then they put in versus counter spy, and I think that's what you're going to see throughout the whole game. It's going to be a game of adjustments. That obviously, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk about how when you when you give a a terrific coach like Belichick two weeks to to, to game plan, that how can you beat him? Well, you know, I could turn around and say when you do the same with Tom Coughlin, you better watch out too, and. So one thing that, that might be apparent that you, you'd think that the Patriots would try and do is try and run some crossing routes and see just what, what what's going to happen to that hybrid of man and zone when they, they have to make the decision or they're going to be able to, to pick up when somebody crosses into another zone or they're going to have to go man. But then when they do that, there are a few guys up front named Canty and uh, Pierre Paul and Tuck and uh, Human Yura. And I think they're going to have a, a few things to say about how long Tom Brady has to throw the ball. And then on the, the other side of the ledger, uh, it's the same thing with, with the Giants. I mean, if, if they can really establish their running game, the, the Giants to me are all about balance. That, that the reason that they've been able to, to go downfield is, is when they're at their best, uh, Brandon Jacobson and, and Bradshaw are just running the smash mouth traditional Giants land game. And then Eli's just coming through in the air, and he's just he's just picking apart the defense. But I think you're going to see just over the course of the game, there's going to be changes made, maybe even every series of downs as far as what one team is trying to do against the other. 
Interesting. Uh, looking at the Giants, what is the uh, what is the biggest weakness? Um, maybe don't say this too loud for any uh, if any Patriots fans are listening. But what is the w- the weakness that you're most concerned about heading into the Super Bowl? Um, I I would say special teams that as as well and as important as the special teams plays were for the Giants. Uh, there there have been breakdowns every now and then, and it could come with a, a shanked punt. It could come with, uh, you know, the gunner getting knocked down or something, and, and all of a sudden a punt return, the Patriots are off to the races, and uh, and the same thing on a, on a kickoff. I would say that, uh, and it's almost a cliche, that when all is said and done in a game like this, it maybe comes down to one break or one special team, but I can see that being the case again. That's, that's as a Giants fan, that's, that's my one concern. All right. Looking at the Patriots, uh, a lot of people have felt like the defense has gotten a lot better. Is there anything in particular you think, uh, do you believe what people are saying, that the Patriots' defense is actually better? Um, And if not, is there anything in particular you think that the Giants need to take advantage of to win this game? I just think if the Giants play their game, they're going to win because I I don't think a lot of the offenses that the Patriots played and, and their run to the Super Bowl were all that impressive to begin with. And, uh, you know, sure, Brady had 10 more TDs and 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 a higher uh, percentage completion than Eli did. I think Brady is about 67, 66%, and Eli's at about 61. But um, I just think that the Giants are a better team overall, and I and I think it's going to take a while for that to happen because things are people are going to have to get worn down. These are these are the two best representatives from their respective leagues, and I think though the Giants are more physical. I think tactically they're able to respond to to everything that the Patriots are going to throw at them, and I think that 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 defense by the end of the game. The, the Patriots line is going to be hard-pressed to, to keep uh, the back of Brady's jersey clean. Looking at the Giants, if you think the Giants are going to have a big game, do you see anyone other than Eli, if you had to pick a player to have, uh, you know, maybe have a shot at the MVP, if, assuming the Giants win, a Giants player that would have a shot at the MVP trophy other than Eli, who would that guy be and why? Uh, well, I, I just think it has to be Hakeem Mix. I think before all said and done, Hakeem Mix is going to go down as one of the greats. And, you know, there, if you look at, at the, the injury report, you know, Hakeem Mix is on there. Eli's on there because of uh, illness. And of course, famously on the other side, you know, I think Brady's been on the, uh, on the injury report almost every week of every year of his career. But of course, everybody's going to play in the Super Bowl and, Akeem Nix is a serious offensive weapon. All right. Yeah, he's definitely – he had two big games before kind of going silent against San Francisco there. Uh, But hopefully – I mean, that seemed to be an injury issue, but he did make a couple, you know, big catches late in that game. So hopefully he'll be – he'll be – come roaring in for this one. Um, All right. Well, I think we're just about at that point where uh, we need to hear your your prediction on this game and sort of – uh, what, what you what you think the outcome will be, and uh, maybe give us a re- and a little reason why. 
I think I'm, I'm looking at a score of about 37-23 Giants. Um, I think, as I, as I alluded to earlier, you're going to see uh, it should be close back and forth, but the, the physicality of the game is going gonna, is gonna to win the day for the Giants in the end. But, you know, football is a physical, brutal, hand-to-hand combat sport. And the Giants have, have the kind of team both on both sides of the ball in the trenches that uh, these guys are, you know, hard-nosed and they're highly skilled and, and so are the Patriots. But when you do the physical matchups, that's where the, the Giants come out ahead. And then this might be heresy, but I think on this Sunday, you're going to see the Giants have the better quarterback. Thank you for listening to the FantasyFootballSportal.com podcast. For more content, check out FantasyFootballSportal.com or Fantazzle.com for all your fantasy sports needs.